You're listening to Health Call Live, your regular Saturday morning appointment with healthcare professionals, where treatment is always painless and there's never a copay. Here's your host, health and wellness correspondent, Lee Kelso. Thanks for hanging out with us here for the second half of the Health Call Radio Hour. We feature information on weight loss fairly often because it is a top concern for so many people. You know the stats on obesity in America, right? But you may not know that it's also a big problem for other developed countries, including Australia. Dr. Nick Fuller is a medical doctor who specializes in weight loss at the hospital operated by the University of Sydney. He's the author of several books on weight loss and a system that he says is proven to work because it breaks your body's desire to stay at your current weight. Yes, he says your body does indeed sabotage efforts to lose weight and keep it off. There are new prescription drugs, medications that really can help you lose weight, and we'll have more on those in a moment. But first, let's learn about his research into over-the-counter weight loss remedies. Dr. Nick says no matter what the celebrity endorsers have to say, no matter what promises the advertising makes, the latest, greatest weight loss product probably isn't going to reshape your body. This is an exploding market. You will find pills, potions powders um, everywhere promising that magic cure that we're looking for but we have completed two uh, large-scale independent reviews over the last couple of years now the sad news is even though we're spending thousands of dollars on these pills every year we didn't find one that actually produces any meaningful weight loss so we are wasting our money and a large part of the problem is that it's an unregulated market so what companies can do is actually go and promote, market these pills, potions, tablets, without any evidence to back up their claims. You can't believe what you see on the jar, on the bottle, uh, because it's it's unlikely to give you any weight loss that's meaningful. Yeah, that's. I guess I'm not surprised by that, but at the same time, uh, the the claims are often so bold. Now let's split this into two different categories. You said there's herbal. And nutritional supplements, what's the difference between those? Look, there's not a great deal of difference. I guess for, for the listeners, the most, the most important thing to remember is that these are plant extracts or um, extracts that you see or marketed on the shelves as a dietary supplement, okay? So basically, they're, they're supposed to be natural medicines um, being plant extracts or a combination of different ingredients from plants. They're put together into a, a pill um, and then they're marketed uh, as that sort of magic bullet for weight loss. So everywhere, they're in our face everywhere we go and we see these bold marketing claims. Yeah, yeah, we sure do. We see that here in the States as well. But you're not saying that plants don't have medicinal properties, right? I mean, we know, for example, that curcumin helps fight inflammation or there's evidence resveratrol uh, has some benefits in, in our cardiac system. So that's not you're not denying the power of plants just as it comes to weight loss. Exactly, Lee. You make a really good point. Plants have been around for a long time time for thousands tens of thousands of years we've been using um, these products what we're saying and what we're looking at is whether they're effective for weight loss Uh, i work at australia's largest weight management service here in royal prince alfred hospital university sydney in australia 
and we have trialled and tested all of these different products, brought all the evidence together, and we've found that the over-the-counter pills that are being sold for weight loss don't actually do what they say on the, on the label. So you are not going to get, I guess, that weight loss that you're looking for. We're only referring to, to weight management uh, and, and weight loss when we're talking about natural medicines in this case. Now, on the other hand, we are now in an era of new prescription medications for weight loss. Um, these, these are medications that started out typically as diabetes drugs, and then we discovered there was some weight loss potential. Some of the brand names in the United States are Trulicity, Wegovi, um, and others. I'm sure you're familiar with them. These do work, do they not? Do you have any experience with them? This is quite amazing. We haven't had anything on the, on the market really for the last decade. Uh, if anything, some of the obesity drugs that we were using were pulled from the market due to safety concerns. So for the first time in, in, in a decade or, or more, um, we're starting to see uh, pharmaceutical drugs that have been proven to work. Now, what I'm saying is that they're going to give you a very um, uh, potent weight loss. They're going to give you anywhere between 10 and 20% of weight loss over the course of the year. But like all pharmaceutical drugs, they work when we're taking them. They work at the time or the duration of treatment, but when we come off them, we are unfortunately seeing that people are putting the weight back on and the, and the studies that are being published now where they're following up these patients that have come off this new class, new wave of, of anti-obesity or obesity drugs, pharmaceutical drugs, people are putting the weight back on. So you will achieve a large weight loss while you're on them, but you need to remember that one of the biggest reasons why we put that weight back on is because we have this biological imperative to regain weight and something left over from a time as hunter-gatherers, food wasn't available on every corner of every block. Our body learned to shut down and hold on to its fat stores. So when you go into starvation mode or when you lose weight, our body does all it can to put the weight back on. Now, how these pharmaceutical drugs are working, and these are drugs that you need a script for, script for from, uh, from your doctor. They're basically acting as appetite suppressants. So the ones you mentioned are GLP-1 agonists, which means they're producing more of this appetite or gut hormone, making you feel full. So you start to eat, you've taken the drug, and uh, you start to feel full, so you eat less food. And over time, you lose weight. But again, it's working while people are on drug. And those drugs are crazy expensive, at least here in the United States. Insurance may cover the cost of these drugs if they are prescribed as part of diabetes therapy. But once they've helped you lose weight and your blood sugar is low enough so you don't meet the diabetes threshold, they're unlikely to be covered. And you're out of pocket to the tune of between $900 and $1,600 per month. So yes, medications can and do help, but only if you can pay the price and put up with the side effects. So what is the winning formula for long-term weight loss? Well, Dr. Nick explains what seems to work best is giving your body a break, time to adjust while you step down into a new, thinner, healthier you. We'll explain how that works, why women have such a struggle, and what makes sleep a secret weight loss weapon when we continue with the Health Call Radio Hour, right here on WoWo. Welcome back to Health Call Live. If you've got a question, you don't have to give blood to get the answer. 
just call us at 447-1190. Welcome back. If you're just tuning in, this half hour we're exploring why so many of us struggle so hard to lose weight with the doctor, author, and podcast host from the University of Sydney in Australia. Dr. Nick Fuller says his research proves that over-the-counter herbal and supplemental supplements just are not going to help you lose weight, no matter what the advertising says. We're not overweight because we lack willpower either. Dr. Nick says it is purely biological and behavioral. Our bodies are programmed to prepare for bad times by taking advantage of the good times. And today, with cheap and delicious food all around us all the time, the good times never end. The real reason why we're failing on our diets is that our body will fight the weight loss. Our body goes into shutdown mode. The minute you start losing a couple of kilos, your metabolism will lower, your appetite hormones will change, telling you to eat more. It's something that you have no control over. And it's the real reason why we're failing on our diet attempts and why we're ending up heavier than before we started. Now, this is where interval weight loss comes in. It's getting a person to lose weight in small incremental chunks every second month to prevent the usual response to weight loss, to prevent the decrease in metabolism, the change in appetite hormones telling you to, you to eat more, etc. Now, if you can do that and switch off all of those physiological responses, biological protections, you can lose weight and importantly, keep it off. But not just that, it's teaching you you know, how to, to form those, those habits that do last a lifetime and that it's not, you know, prescribing this neat, cute package program that we typically follow for four, eight, 12 weeks that we can't sustain lifelong. How much weight are you suggesting we lose in, in these small increments? And so you're stepping down until you get to your target weight. What is that increment? Yeah, you are. You're stepping down. It does look visually like a step down pyramid. It's, it's approximately two kilograms every second month. So I might start at 100, I lose a couple of kilos, 98, I then have to maintain that weight for the next month before then going on to lose weight again, another two kilos. We're talking roughly four pounds a month uh, and then hold for, four, exactly. hold for a month, lose another four pounds, hold, lose four pounds and step down. And that you say is it's, it's tricking my body, it's breaking that physiological objection to losing weight. Is it just diet? I'm assuming you're going to have me exercise and do other things in that process, right? Yeah, well, it's clearing up a lot of the misconceptions around food because one minute we're told we can't eat carbs, the next we can't eat dairy. Uh, you know, for a long time we weren't eating fat. So firstly, it's, it's, it's presenting the science and evidence to you and showing that every meal should actually have a source of whole grain carb, a source of protein, and a source of healthy fat. Secondly, it's telling you that you need to be eating from big to small throughout the day. We have it the wrong way around. We typically wake up fast in the morning, particularly with the current fat around intermittent fasting. Then we ramp up our food intake and we end up eating most of our food at the end of the day. Our body doesn't use the calories efficiently at the end of the day. Uh, but like you said, it's not just about food. It's also about incorporating exercise that's sustainable so focusing on the incidental activity, but also getting you to form habits that improve your sleep health, because we know that sleep also has uh, an important role when it comes to long-term weight management. Sure, a lot of these other um, things we're talking about with drugs and, and, and over-the-counter supplements, some of them may have a role, some obviously don't, um, but really first-line therapy should be lifestyle intervention. You need to be following evidence-based care. Okay. From a weight loss point of view, 
If you follow intermittent fasting, you will lose weight, just like you have on every other diet. But eventually, your body's going to go into shutdown mode. Those physiological responses that I, was, that I was talking about, they'll start to send you back to your start point, and eventually, you'll end up back where you started. But not just that, you'll usually put on an extra kilo of weight loss to prepare for that next bout of starvation that you're going to undergo. We now have some longer-term randomized controlled trials looking at intermittent fasting versus other dietary approaches. And when you follow them up in 12 and 24 months, they've lost the same amount of weight as what we've been doing with traditional diets in the last four decades. So it's not the answer when it comes to weight loss, but of course it makes sense from a health point of view. Because remember, we used to go long periods of time without food as hunter-gatherers. Food wasn't available on every corner of every block. We would gorge when food was available and we would gorge on foods that gave us best bang for our buck, like the foods naturally high in sugar and naturally high in fat. But what it's really doing is cutting the calories from your diet and all diets do that. Yeah, I get that. Uh, you wrote a book called Interval Weight Loss for Women. What is there about women? What makes their challenge so difficult? Well, they do undergo challenges and are uh, presented with challenges that us men, you know, don't have to worry about. And, and specifically, what I'm talking about here is menopause. Um, there are hormonal changes taking place within the person's body at this stage of life, making it a little bit harder to lose weight. But the real thing that's going on at this point in life is that we're failing to prioritize our health. And that's, again, where I guess taking accountability for our actions is so important. Often we put up our hand and we'll, we'll find some sort of identity excuse. What we're, we're saying in this instance is, look, you're presented with challenges at this point in life. There's no doubt about it. There are hormonal changes taking place within your body. But let's and focus on our lifestyle. It might mean you have to to make some small changes in your food intake, slight alterations in your exercise and sleep routine to ensure you actually achieve that goal you're looking for. It's probably related to, to weight. And the other thing is that if you've been on a lifetime of dieting, the older you get, the harder it is to lose weight because you've done so much damage to your metabolism. So not only is your metabolism slowing with age because your muscle mass is going down, and that's for both men and women, but then secondly, if you've been on this lifetime of yo-yo dieting, you further uh, damage your metabolism because every bout of dieting you go on actually lowers your metabolism and it doesn't restore back to where it was before you started that diet. Yeah, I think you've pushed a lot of buttons here today. One of them I want to re-explore a little bit is sleep. You've mentioned that a couple of times. I know that during the sleep cycle, that's when a men's, man's body releases the most testosterone, which is associated with weight control. Uh, what else is happening during sleep that makes so, controlling my weight so significant to have good sleep? Well, this is a really interesting topic because we, we fail to, I guess, really appreciate how important sleep is. Sleep deprivation actually results in poor life style choices. So the real reason why sleep deprivation has such a big effect on our weight is because of the decisions we make when we're sleep deprived. We don't have the time or energy to focus on meal preparation. The last thing we want to do is, 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 is think about that and, and go out and exercise. So we end up putting our health or our lifestyle down the bottom of the priority list. That's the real reason why we're failing or why we're you know struggling with our weight management 
when sleep is neglected. There are other things going on, like you mentioned, testosterone, also ghrelin levels, hunger hormones changing. I guess when, it, when we look at that research from a holistic point of view, it's, it's the lifestyle choices we're making in that subsequent day or days after sleep deprivation. Once again, that is Dr. Nick Fuller, an obesity and weight loss specialist from the University of Sydney Hospital in Australia. Dr. Nick's books explain his interval weight loss system in greater detail, and you can also check out his podcast called Nine Minutes to Better Health. One of the recent episodes has more on his thoughts in the intermittent fasting trend and whether the time of the day you eat has an impact on how well you can lose weight. I have more with Dr. Nick in the video version of this interview on the Health Call website right now. Just go to healthcall.live. That's healthcall.live. I'll put links in the show notes for the podcast from today's program. And of course, you can find that on all the major podcast services. Well, my big takeaway from Dr. Nick today is that your body is programmed to sabotage your efforts to lose weight. So don't feel bad about it. Don't give up. Put science on your side with a slow and steady loss program supported by good sleep and some form of exercise that you enjoy and can stick with. Well, I hope you heard something today that's worth telling a friend about. Hope you'll invite them to join you as a regular Health Call Radio Hour listener. We'll be back again next week, same time, same place. We'll see you then. You've been listening to Health Call Live. Watch a recording of today's program on the Health Call Facebook page or on the web at www.healthcall.live. Drop us a line to recommend a guest or suggest a topic for a future broadcast. Join us next Saturday at 9 a.m. for another edition of Health Call Live on WoWo 1190 a.m. and 1075 FM. Podcasts by Federated Media.